Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is a power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. I have Heather here with me today, and we are going to talk about minerals because both of us talk all the time about how important minerals are, and we haven't really done a full podcast episode on what we even mean when we're talking about minerals, why they matter for hormones, and most importantly of all, how to know if your minerals are in balance or not so that you know what to do about it. So welcome, Heather. Glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about this topic because I think it's one that there's a lot of misconceptions because I think for me, at least it changed the game when it came to what's healthy and what's not healthy, quote unquote, right? Like we obviously talk a lot on here about how healthy is determinant of the glasses you have on. So the lens of health is going to be determined by, or what is healthy or not healthy is going to be determined by the lens you're looking at it through. And I think as a society, what's become healthy are things that are low calorie, usually like things that are very filling to your gut and your stomach so that you don't eat anymore, again, because they're low calorie. So the lens our society has on what's healthy is what's low calorie and going to promote weight loss. But something that the whole premise of why we do what we do is because we're saying, hey, that's not the name of the game. That's not what true health is. That's not how your body was designed to function. And you've been lied to if you feel like you're being healthy by building your nutrition strategy around that lens. And so minerals is a cool way to shift that lens and put something different on to say, hey, these are the actual things that fuel your body to do what it needs to do in the best, most efficient way. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that we should just start with what are minerals because I think that it can feel really easy to just think, oh, okay, everything's depleted of minerals. We hear that. So I just need to take like a multi-mineral supplement that'll cover me, right? But I think it's important to understand, first of all, that minerals are very complex and that there are many different types of minerals. Some of the ones we hear the most about are like the main four, like sodium and potassium and calcium and magnesium. And each of those have a very specific action in our body and they work together in a very specific way. But things like iron and copper are also minerals and those also have specific ways that they work together in our body. And none of these minerals are standing alone. And you need specific amounts of minerals based on you, based on how depleted your body might be, and based on the stressors that you might have, and the nutrition that you have gotten, but also even that your mom got, and even like your grandma got. And 
the stressors in your life. And so that makes it almost sound overcomplicated when I'm saying it that way. But I just, I do think that it's important to realize that this is not just a topic that you can basically just say, oh, I just need to like get more minerals of any type. And the more the better, or the more types, the better. There's really a lot more to it when we're talking about minerals. So I actually want to go into the four main minerals just a little bit more and how they work in the body and really just even the way that they work together. So when I'm thinking about minerals, I'm always thinking of how they look on an HDMA test because I do a lot of those and go over a lot of those with my clients. And so calcium and magnesium are the first two minerals on that test. And calcium is a mineral that works in the body and it actually is a really calming mineral. And so when we are getting enough calcium and our bodies are able to use it well, we can really use that calcium to build our bones and to build our teeth. But when we're not able to use it well because of stress, a lot of times we can actually be pulling calcium from our bones and our teeth and putting it into our hair. And that's why we do mineral testing through the hair because we can see that this stress response is happening in the body. And the reason that your body does that is because calcium is a really calming mineral. And when you have that movement of the calcium, it actually can help calm your nervous system. But calcium also works with blood sugar regulation and it also has a factor in hormone and thyroid regulation as well. So calcium is really important. It's not just for like your bones and your teeth, but it actually impacts your thyroid and your metabolism and things as well. And so when we see a lot of calcium movement and we see that calcium is basically not being used appropriately in the body and that it's being used to calm stress really specifically, a lot of times that does indicate even like a slower thyroid function or more dysregulated blood sugar as well. And then magnesium is also a really calming hormone in the body. And magnesium is burned really, really quickly under stress. And so much of the time we're actually depleted in magnesium when our bodies have been under stress, but also our foods are depleted of magnesium as well. And our soil is depleted. Another really interesting thing about calcium is that when we have too little or too much, it can stress out the liver. So it's really great when it comes to hormone health to ensure that your calcium is kind of where we need it to be, because not only is it going to help prevent your body from pulling it from other places, it can also be really supportive to the liver. And a couple of the other, Alicia, you were mentioning earlier, like the accessory minerals. And I think that that's such an important topic too, because even when we talk about minerals, like you and I are going to hear one of the reasons that we both advocate for whole food sources is because some of these accessory minerals like boron, like iodine, like selenium, like you're going to find those in the right, perfectly balanced amount in a food source with some of these macro minerals that we're talking about, which are the big heavy hitters like calcium, potassium, sodium, magnesium. And then just from a little nerdy pharmacy perspective. Another thing I think about with calcium and potassium and sodium, I just think it's so cool to bring it down a level of why did these things fuel our bodies or fuel ourselves, especially our nervous system. It is because your nervous system, both your musculoskeletal system, so like your muscles actually moving and your neurons, so like neurotransmitters and other, your not skeletal, your involuntary 
nervous system moving, they are both dependent on calcium channels. And so calcium ions, these minerals we're talking about, they have charges. And that is how cellular movement happens. That is truly the energy that fuels those. And I just think that's so cool because sometimes it's really easy to think of these things as like these concrete abstract pieces that we should just supplement and move on with. And I think minerals are so cool because they just are a little bit of a level deeper. Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love those extra pieces about calcium because again, like it just feels so easy to think, oh, women need calcium. So I'm just going to take a calcium supplement. And really you truly can be messing up more than you're doing good at that point. And so I'm going to say like whole food is just the best case scenario for some of these minerals specifically. And I think for everything, but some of them, it is really hard to get enough with food. Oh, absolutely. Especially the macro ones like magnesium and even potassium and calcium. But another thing that I think is helpful is understanding too that when you are supplementing with these, and this is why I really like having the guidance of a practitioner while you're focusing on minerals, because there's going to be a lot of different salt formulations. And what this means is that for your body to break down the calcium, when they make that capsule or pill or tablet or whatever, they combine it with a different salt. So your body breaks those two things apart and one goes inactive and one is used. And I know you're about to talk about magnesium, Alicia, but this is where I see this happen a lot where magnesium is going to be most effective dependent on what salt you've paired it with. So something like magnesium oxide is going to work more in your gut, whereas something like a magnesium glycinate is going to cross the blood brain barrier and work more on your central nervous system. So I just think that's another cool part when we're dispelling these myths of like, you could just go out and take calcium carbonate, which is Tums, and that's going to help all of your problems. And so that's the cool thing too, about understanding minerals and how to replenish them, but also ensuring that you're not just willy nilly creating your, I don't want to say your own protocol, but it's just really hard because people are catching on to the things that are making a difference in the holistic world. And so there's a lot of things being marketed out there that I think might not necessarily be getting you the same mechanism of action you're wanting when it comes to mineral replenishment. Yeah, absolutely. So let's do dive into magnesium and just a high level perspective of magnesium is that magnesium is one of our hormones or not our hormones, sorry, one of our minerals. (laughs) Can't even stop talking about hormones when I'm not talking about them. (laughs) One of our minerals that is depleted even more rapidly in stress than calcium. And we have a lot of issues with not getting enough magnesium in our foods as well. There are foods that are richer in magnesium. So things like some leafy greens are rich in magnesium and your gut has to be able to absorb them. So just eating like tons of salad isn't necessarily going to get you the magnesium you need if your gut is not absorbing it well. And sometimes even cooking those greens can make a better 
make a bigger difference because even just thinking about like concentration wise, like you can cook them down and get more of those nutrients. And again, like your gut has to be working well to absorb it in magnesium. So like a, a good raw, like cacao powder or like sometimes dark chocolate is something that we crave when our magnesium is low. Again, you could go way overboard with that, but it's just helpful to know that there may be certain foods that you are craving when you are low. And it doesn't necessarily, if you're craving chocolate, it doesn't necessarily mean you have some sort of sugar addiction. It's just really helpful to start thinking about cravings in a way of your body is telling you what you need. Also, you totally could have a sugar addiction if you are craving chocolate. So just take that all with a grain of salt. But magnesium is always depleted really quickly in stress. And when we think about what magnesium does in the body, it's really, really important for your body to handle stress well. And that's why it's depleted so quickly. So magnesium still plays a role in blood sugar balance, just like calcium does. But it also plays a role in muscle tension and in energy for your brain, in your body being able to relax and contract muscles. There's so many different things. I mean, there's, I'm sure I could probably talk for 10 minutes about all the things that magnesium impacts. But when you are thinking about replenishing magnesium, like Heather was saying a few minutes ago, different types of magnesium are going to be supportive for different things. And so if you have constipation, magnesium oxide or magnesium citrate can help with that, but you're not necessarily going to be absorbing as much of that magnesium citrate because it is working to help you be less constipated. But things like magnesium glycinate and magnesium threonate are going to have more of that brain effect and like a calming effect on the body. Magnesium malate is one of my favorites and it still has like somewhat of a calming effect, but it also for some people can have more of an energizing effect. And so you don't just want to take every kind of magnesium before bed. And so it really is important to understand what type of magnesium you may need. And in my opinion, honestly, to vary those magnesiums so that you're not getting an overdose of just one kind. Yes. One thing that you said that I realized that I said that was incorrect was that magnesium oxide is going to work mainly in the gut. <laughs> and that's citric citrate. But I definitely agree that I just think it's cool that our body uses these minerals for so many different things and that that can create this overall picture of everything working together. And I think sometimes like you might be listening to this and thinking, well, this feels like I just need to supplement everything. And like, you absolutely do not. But also I think there's a really important thing to notice here of why are there so many mineral issues? Why are minerals the thing that is driving so many imbalances for people nowadays? And it is going to go back to our food sourcing. And so magnesium used to be the most rich mineral that we got in soil. But now most of our food isn't grown in actual mineral dense soil. A lot of it's grown in even the organic non-GMO. It's still potentially grown in facilities and places where your actual earthly minerals from the breakdown of manure and (laughs) other like earthly compounds aren't there or over time they've been like degraded or that there's no pesticides on them and that's attaching to the minerals. And that's why pesticides can have such a huge impact on our bodies too. So same thing with our meat your cows need to be eating really mineral dense, rich soil. And so that's really hard to come by nowadays, which just speaks again to the importance of food sourcing and that it doesn't mean that the things that 
just eating healthy is going to be enough. That we want to look at the sourcing and why is something considered healthy for you in this season? Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is that if cows are eating dirt, <laughs> it's probably a problem. Grass, grass. <laughs> Cassie grass out of the dirt. But so yeah, I'm just, that just made me laugh that you said that. <laughs> but I think that what your point there is so important. Like when we're able to source our animals from local farmers, mm-hmm. where hopefully they're using like regenerative practices, their cows are grazing in different fields, they're rotating crops, yeah. all the kinds of things that like I would love to learn how to do at some point. And when we think about, common agriculture, that's just not happening. Like they just have a million cows per square foot or whatever. I'm sure that was like definitely not an educated remark, but a lot of times they're not going to be getting the nutrients that they need. And so so technically, yes, if we're talking about grass-fed beef being a food that has all of these nutrients, it's only going to have a dense amount of those nutrients if the cows are fed what they need to be fed to have those nutrients in their meat. And so I feel like we're getting a little bit off track with minerals when we're talking about all of this, but not really because the sourcing is so important and there are so many different things to think about with your food. So yeah, I think this is really cool because it connects the dots. At least it started to for me as to why a little bit more of those home-based practices of growing your own food. And it's really cute on Instagram to see everybody that does sourdough and has their own gardens and stuff like that. But I think the more I learned about how much food sourcing makes an impact in our health, the more I realized that that is a really desirable thing to be able to feed my family things that are grown in ways that I align with. And also there's such a difference. Like when I compare a carrot from the grocery store versus a carrot from my parents' garden, like the taste is different. I mean, everything's different. You almost can feel the increased nourishment. So I just think that's really cool that we were able to me when those dots connected, it felt really cool. So let's jump into potassium. Why don't you tell us why that matters? Yeah. So potassium is one of my favorite minerals, actually. I think magnesium is like usually the favorite, but I really like potassium because potassium also gets burned really quickly in stress. And so much of the time, we're really not getting enough. Bananas are not going to necessarily give you as much potassium as you think you're getting there. And potassium actually has an insulin-like effect in the body. So if you are struggling with insulin resistance, or if you notice that you're having a lot of like ups and downs in your energy, ups and downs in your blood sugar, and especially if you are already doing the nourishing basics that we talk about, like eating consistently and eating balanced food and eating your carbs and protein together, potassium may be a key nutrient that you're missing. And I think that it really is important to realize that your potassium is almost like it is what lets things inside and outside of the cell. And so to get even your glucose into the cell, you need insulin and you need potassium to do that. And so if you want your cells to have energy, you need enough potassium. And sodium is really important too, just to help balance potassium. And when a lot of times in our standard American diet, you're getting like a crap ton of processed sodium and sodium is actually something really good that your body really needs. You need it to be able to digest your food well. You need it to make stomach acid. You need it for many, many things in your body. And if the only type of sodium that you're getting is really not nourishing to your body, 
you're going to have even more imbalances in all of your other minerals as well. So sodium, potassium together work as solvents in the body and you need enough sodium and enough potassium and you need good quality sodium and potassium to actually have balanced calcium and magnesium too. And so that calcium and magnesium can go out of balance when you don't have enough potassium. So potassium really, I think is again, like one of the most important of the macro minerals. Yeah. I don't feel like I have much to add. I love it. I It's cool too, because it just links up a lot of things that in pharmacy school we learned. Probably one of the only minerals we learned about. I mean, we learn about them, but more so in connection to how certain drugs will work on these mineral channels in the body to elicit effects. And so now we're taking that same concept and saying, but you can get those same effects without having to take a drug to do it day in and day out. And potassium was one of those that always has such a high correlation when it comes to blood sugar and blood sugar regulation. And that's just so important for hormones, especially for the patients you and I are working with or clients you and I are working with the most. So I definitely agree with you there. And then I would, I don't know if I'd say sodium is my favorite, but I think of sodium as like the foundation, like the overall, like we've got to get to enough sodium before anything can get moving, can get working. When people are, metabolism is slow and I'm suspecting mineral depletion. One of the first places I'll start is let's just make sure we're getting you enough sodium. And that's the opposite of again, like natural society, because low sodium, zero sugar, zero carbs, zero dairy, zero gluten is like what we're all taught is the healthiest. Like people that won't even eat canned foods because they've been told like, oh, you just can't have any sodium at all, which I don't love canned foods. My point is that we've really villainized it. And I just don't believe that truly is setting us up for success when it comes to having the right amount of minerals to stay functioning well. Yeah. And sodium is so important for water balance in the body Mm. and the way that your kidneys work, the way that your blood pressure is regulated. And so if you are not getting enough sodium because you believe Mm. that you have too much sodium and you're having swelling in your hands and feet, or you're having blood pressure issues, so much of the time, it's not actually an issue of not enough sodium, but it's an issue of not a good quality sodium or your body's not absorbing it, or you don't have a balance of your other minerals. And so I think that it just, it really is important to realize that basically that advice that you just gave of all free of all the things, no sodium, no sugar, no carbs, all of that. Like, where has that gotten us? It's gotten us nowhere good. So maybe it's time to make a change. Yeah. It reminds me of the whole issue when cholesterol was a big hot topic in the nineties and they came out and said, well, if you want to fix your cholesterol, you should stop eating things high in cholesterol. And now, oh no, actually... (laughs) That didn't work because it's 2023 and we still have cholesterol as like the top number one or two disease state in America. Same with diabetes. It's just, anyways, another thing that I think is cool about sodium, not cool, but it's helpful in sodium is if you know that your cortisol and your adrenals are like shot and just like running on empty, one of your adrenals jobs is to help regulate sodium. Your adrenal gland sits on top of your kidney. So we really can actually give why they're called adrenal cocktails <laughs> or mocktails when we provide those recipes and talk about replenishing sodium in a really great and healthy way. And that's also something what you said when I have a client that's saying that they have a ton of bloating and like swelling and stuff, I actually start thinking the opposite of they have too much. I start thinking, oh, they're probably depleted and their body's overcompensating 
when it does get the mineral it needs. So the body's always trying to figure out those patterns. And if it's depleted in minerals, when it does get that mineral, you may notice that it the body kind of overshoots and is like, let's hold on to all of this because we haven't been getting it. Yeah. And again, I'm going to say this for the 900th time, quality makes a huge difference because to be honest, if you go eat Mexican food and you notice the next morning that your rings are not fitting the same way or your hands are a little bit swollen, like I have had that happen. And I've also had a lot of sodium through really good clean sources like Celtic sea salt or like the element packets or something like that. And I never noticed the same issue. So I think, again, there's just always the quality is going to be really, really important. So let's do a super quick bonus round on some other minerals that we like to talk about. One for me, you mentioned a little while ago was boron. Boron actually is really important for balancing calcium in the body. So when you have calcium moving from your bones and your teeth and into your hair, and you're having issues with stress in the body, all of these macro minerals really matter. But boron is something that can help with that and help with inflammation in the body in general. So boron is really, really great. Selenium is also really important for your thyroid function. Specifically, if you have autoimmune thyroid issues, selenium can really help with that. And I'm mentioning these just to help you be familiar with them a little bit, not as a blanket like, oh, you should start just taking these supplements. Again, you need to see what's going on in your body or what's going on with your symptoms and like really make an educated decision versus following just kind of general advice. But those are two that I always like to look at. And then copper, I think, is probably a whole episode on its own Mm -hmm. for sure. But I do think that copper is an incredibly important mineral. And you may have heard that you can be toxic in copper. You absolutely can have too much copper in your body that is not bioavailable. But a lot of times the issue is we don't have the other minerals we need to use copper and make it bioavailable. And you need a significant amount of copper to have energy and for your mitochondria, which are like the little energy cells inside of your cells to function. So copper really important and you need other nutrients to make that copper work the way that it needs to. And that has, plays a big part in anemia and iron regulation too. So again, I just want you to hear me that all of these different minerals and even other nutrients that we're not talking about today, they really play apart together in the body. And so that's why over and over again, we're going to recommend whole foods because things like beef liver are going to have some bioavailable copper, but they're also going to have retinol, which helps make that copper bioavailable. They're also going to have a little bit of iron, but not just taking iron by itself. There's also B vitamins in there. There's a bunch of different minerals in beef liver. But with that being said, like that's in a concentration that your body can use versus you just taking a bunch of supplements with all of those different things. And the ratios, the ratios are a lot better because if you were to go out and just supplement a ton of selenium, but your iodine was off, you're going to see a depletion in one or the other. Same with copper, same with zinc. And that's again, the whole food sources. It's just so cool that God designed food to truly be a perfect source of the minerals we need to survive because they really can exist. And these ratios that are balanced and that can help the body to maintain balance. Yeah, absolutely. It is so cool. It was designed that way on purpose. Mm. And then we started making a million different supplements (laughs) because got to this place in our society where we're not eating real food and our bodies are so stressed and our soil is depleted and all of those different things. So, okay, let's talk about just a couple quick symptoms of how do you know if your minerals are depleted? 
my super quick top things are if you live in this world and your body has ever been stressed or you have ever been stressed, you probably have burned a lot of minerals. So that's everybody. Also, most of the people listening to this are moms. If you've had some babies, then you very likely are depleted in minerals too, because every single baby that we have, we give them a minimum of 10% of our minerals. And that doesn't even necessarily include breastfeeding. So you're giving them extra minerals during breastfeeding. So especially so many times I have moms come to me after two babies, three babies, maybe even just one baby. And they're like, I don't know what happened to me, but I'm like super burnt out. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I'm running around in circles and, and or laying on the couch. And that's your minerals. Like minerals are a big, big part of that. Yeah. And minerals are going to be what fuels the metabolism. And so when you get your minerals on track and your metabolism is working well, that's going to help you detox better. It's going to help you lower inflammation. It's going to help you make and break down hormones. So when I hear something very similar to what Leisha just said, a mom that's depleted and she's having trouble sleeping and doing all these things, my brain's going right to hormones, but I know, hey, I'm not even going to be able to get her to make the right amounts of progesterone and the right hormones to help her feeling better if her metabolism isn't fueled to do that. And what's going to fuel that is going to be the minerals. Another thing that is what, when you're thinking about those top like heavy hitters, something you said, actually, like if you are noticing that you're having a hard time tolerating certain foods or things that are higher in sodium, or even if you're taking a multivitamin and it gives you headaches, like that's a sign that your body has an imbalance and it's not having the mineral status that it needs. And so when you replenish that from a little bit more of a natural, all of encompassing way, like when we're including all the minerals and getting that support balance the right way, it's actually going to help you to tolerate excess minerals like the Mexican food even better because the body's used to having the right amount and the right balance. So it can process through anything extra in a much better way. I always think of low body temps as being mineral based as well. Not always just yeah. minerals, but usually it means that you're not eating enough or you don't have enough minerals or your macronutrients are off. And if you're not eating enough or your macronutrients are off or you're stressed, then your minerals are going to be depleted. Right. Yeah. Which is all the things that so often we see are so a part of the culture as women and especially as moms. So let's talk about why minerals matter for hormones. So I think that we've already pieced together a lot of the pieces, but when you don't have appropriate mineral intake, that affects your adrenal glands. And so you're not going to be making stress hormones appropriately. When you don't have appropriate mineral intake, you're also not going to be balancing your blood sugar well. And so that affects your liver, which also affects your thyroid. All of these things work together. When your adrenal glands are not working appropriately again, and you are in this like fight or flight state, you're not only burning more minerals and you're in this state of your body saying, this is not safe. And when things are not safe in your body, you're not going to be making a priority out of being fertile and making reproductive hormones. And so often when, again, like when you're in that state of depletion, or even when you're in that state of high stress, Either one of those things is a state of depletion of minerals and it does directly affect your hormones, even though it doesn't seem like a really direct correlation. So let's actually just wrap up today with some simple things to focus on. So I know that we've like really 
gone into a lot of different areas with minerals. And this really is a big discussion. And so we probably will circle back to this in the future. But let's start with some of the most focused things that you can do to support your minerals. So number one for me is going to be food sourcing, like we've already talked about a little bit. When you're getting, hopefully, produce that is grown in more rich soil. So that's likely going to be something that like you could grow yourself or you get more locally versus from like a big company if possible. Organic can be better sometimes. At least you're not getting the pesticides that are anti-nutrients and that are anti-absorption in the gut. So that is why I think organic is better and hopefully their growing practices are also better. Making sure that your meat is pasture raised or that your eggs are pastured is really great because you're going to be getting those animals are going to be getting hopefully more more minerals and more nutrients in their food and hopefully from a pasture that actually has some minerals left in it. So that would be my number one is look at your food sourcing. What about you? Yeah, I would say I'm going back to stress, I think probably. So helping to intentionally, even if you can't change your stress sources, so you're still going to be stressed if you have a lot of kids. You're still going to be stressed if you have a crazy job and a crazy career. But if you can give your body signals to lower stress hormones by intentionally knowing what is my strategy to handle the stress that's here, that's going to be supportive. And then what's going to help you to speed up your metabolism and lower your stress the most is going to be progesterone and making more of it. But that is a little bit of a catch 22 because to be able to do that, you need the right amount of minerals. So sometimes I will help my girls with Obviously, we look at eating enough. We look at whole food sources, just like you mentioned. And then sometimes I'll look at really targeted supplementation. I would rather you have a supplementation that's going to support minerals than a supplement that is, you know, marketed and it's like this powder fixes PCOS, right? So so I'm very much one that's going to really, if I am using supplements, I'm targeting them more specifically to minerals. I think Um, yeah, I think almost all of the supplements that I end up recommending for my clients start with mineral support. And then we may bring in some adaptogenic herbs. We may bring in a pre or probiotic. The whole point of a pre or probiotic is to help your body absorb those minerals better anyways. So we've got to get the minerals. I'd say that's probably my first thought. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of my favorites to start with is the adrenal cocktail. And I do use that a little bit across the board. And I do recommend that more generally because it has sodium and potassium, which we've talked about how important those are and how often they're depleted. And that actually can help you with your calcium and magnesium levels as well. So I really like the adrenal cocktail. There's lots of different ways you can do it. You can do it like totally whole food with orange juice and coconut water and salt, or you can do it with the adrenal cocktail powder from Jigsaw. I think that it truly matters like what is actually going to work for you and what you're going to do. If you hate it, you're not going to do it. So find a version that you like. (laughs) And there's lots of like fun versions too. Heather has some great fun versions that are like holiday version and all of these different things. To me, honestly, pick something and start with it is my best recommendation. And then I think from there, you can continue to personalize for you once you start to learn more about what may actually be depleted in your body and where you want to go from there. But I do think that the adrenal cocktail is a really great place to start. Yeah, I do. I would say the same. The only other thing I would think is that for a lot of my girls, especially if you've got hormone imbalances like PCOS and like we just know 
your stress system is a hot mess, especially if your sleep is disrupted. I almost across the board would recommend a good magnesium lysinate glycinate combo or a full magnesium combo. But again, I do like for that to be a little bit more specific. And I like to see sodium where it needs to be as well. And not even like meaning that I test sodium, but I, if somebody, sh- if I'm seeing their temps are low and I'm like, oh, metabolically, I just don't think they're there. Then I like to hit sodium first while maybe even, and I like to do that with adrenal cocktails, just like you mentioned. And then I, I typically magnesium's like my very next piece that, that will add on. So, and yes, I am addicted to adrenal cocktails too. So I use the easy button, which is element. I know Alicia, you have a code for that to get a sample pack. And I will say I was just at lunch today and I I tasted something and my husband was like, this is so salty. I was like, oh, is it? And he's like, well, you, it's all those salt drinks you you drink all day. <laughs> yeah. like, you need them because you're stressed all the time. Mm-hmm. My family loves Element. Yeah. Like they love it. Same. They all have their favorite flavors and my kids are always asking for it. So it's amazing if you're sick. You yeah. need more medicine yeah. when you're sick because you're burning through them faster. We'll definitely link to all the things that we're talking about. So if you're listening and you're like, what did you just say? We'll link to everything. But I wanted to just make one quick point about magnesium before we wrap up. I agree 100% that almost everyone needs magnesium. Where I feel like it has to be personalized is that some people tolerate different types of magnesium better. Sometimes there are magnesiums that will make you like feel more wired at night, depending on your methylation and your genes. Sometimes your, you will tolerate different types of magnesium better. And some people, especially if they're like really depleted, might even do better with a topical magnesium at first. And so I really like the earthly magnesium lotion, the good night lotion, 10 out of 10 recommend that it smells great. You can put it on your kids as, so that's usually where I start, especially as more of an across the board recommendation. If I don't know what's actually going on in your body, I think that starting with that is a really great place to start building magnesium and it's really easy. So that is my thought on magnesium. But really, like the takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is that minerals truly are so important. And so if you have been someone who has been like, quote unquote, eating healthy and exercising, and maybe that looks a lot of like lean meats and green veggies, there's not something like necessarily wrong with that, except for you're missing a lot of minerals in your food. And I guess maybe I'm just contraindicating myself when I say that, contradicting myself. (laughs) I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it except for it's wrong. So what I mean is when you're just thinking like, well, I'm eating healthy and I'm exercising, but my metabolism is slow. My energy is terrible. Maybe you're really still not getting the nutrients that you need, even if you are restricting and not necessarily eating the processed foods or things like that. So definitely a varied diet and starting to understand what foods these minerals are in is really, really important. And that's what we teach. And that's why we focus so much on nutrition in each of our programs is because it truly makes a difference. Like when we talk about like, where do we start with our clients? It's always, always food. And it almost always makes a difference right away. And so definitely we'll link to support options in the show notes as well. Because if you're listening to this and you're like, I literally don't even know where to start. We know where to start. We'll help you start. So definitely reach out, ask your questions. We would love to do a follow-up on this episode if it has been interesting to you and you want more info on some of the more micro minerals or anything else. So have any other burning thoughts over there before we wrap up? I'm all set. Good. Okay. See y'all next week.
Any information shared on this podcast is solely for educational purposes, is not to be taken as medical advice or to be used as a diagnosis or a treatment plan for any medical condition. I'm sharing my educated opinions and experience, but nothing shared here can be taken on a one-size-fits-all basis. We always recommend that you do your own research, talk to your own doctors, and take full informed responsibility for any health and medical choices that you make. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today for listening. And I hope that you were encouraged and learned something new. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you be willing to share it with a friend and to leave us a review? I believe that every woman deserves to understand her body and feel great in it. And you can help me in this mission by sharing the podcast. If you're also feeling like you're ready for the next step and you're really ready to dive in in your hormone journey, my course Nourish Your Hormones is created specifically for you. It's a step-by-step blueprint to increase your metabolism, restore energy, and have better periods and mood every single month. I would love to connect with you. So come over and join me on my Instagram page at Leisha Drews and send me a message if you have questions or just want to tell me something that you enjoyed about this episode. I can't wait to meet you.